Good morning, welcome to A Taste of Torah. Today we have a beautiful story for this upcoming Shabbos. Apologies for not having a lesson. Yesterday I was in New York bringing teens to the C-Teen Convention for a weekend of inspiration and Jewish pride. Please God, resume our daily lessons next week. Today's incredible story takes us to New York just outside of Staten Island. And the story was told by Stephen Amon, who says that he had a family tradition that every single year his wife would go together with her siblings to the Staten Island Jewish Cemetery to visit her mother's resting place. And typically they would go before Rosh Hashanah, but one year she knew she would not be able to make it then. So even though it was a little bit earlier during the summer, she happened to be in the neighborhood. She was driving from New Jersey to Brooklyn, saw the exit and said, you know what, let's go to the cemetery now. I probably won't get another chance for some time. They arrive. The cemetery's empty. Steve pulls up just next to his mother's-in-law's grave, and the couple stands there in prayer. And after a few moments, the husband walks away, allowing his wife some time alone in prayer and contemplation. And as he does so, he notices a little commotion nearby. There's a hearse that comes up, a number of cars, and a small funeral is happening. So small, in fact, that they turn to him and say, would you mind joining just in order that the family members can say, Kaddish, we would like a minion, you will be number 10. He happily agrees. It's a very short service. They lower the casket. They say, Kaddish, and everyone gets up to leave. And Steve says, we haven't yet covered the casket with the earth, which is part of a Jewish funeral. And they say, we've hired the funeral home to take care of it. Thank you for caring. And with that, they leave. And he stands there and he remembers what he learned that this is not the way it's done. There's a big mitzvah to assist in all areas of a Jewish funeral and lovingly place the casket in the ground and cover it up with earth and to complete the job and not just allow a, a tractor to do the job. It should be another Jew taking part in this mitzvah. So he approaches the non-Jewish worker there and he says, you know what, allow me to cover it with a shovel instead. He says, fine. And Steve stands there for a good amount of time doing this work solo, schwitzing in the heat, and finishing the task. And as he drives away with his wife, he's thinking about this odd set of circumstances. They weren't supposed to be there in the first place. He's there. The timing is such that he makes the minion, and then he buries this individual as well. And before he left, he took note of that person's name because it was very much chewing on his mind. The next day, he happened to be speaking to a mentor of his. This was his old principal, his old head of the yeshiva where he grew up for high school and beyond in Baltimore, went to the Nair Yisrael, and he was chatting with him about the mitzvah that he did, about this experience, and again, wondering, was there more to the story? The person asked him, would you mind sharing with me the name of the deceased, which he did? His principal, Rabbi Neuberger, almost dropped the phone. He says, Steve, you will not believe what happened. 55 years ago, you know you were a young boy growing up in Seattle. And at that time, there was no Jewish high school education. Your father was a committed Jew. He wanted to enroll you here in Baltimore. But he was struggling. He was uh, financially, that is. He did not have a job. He had lost his job, struggling to feed his family. And he called me and says, can you please help me out? And I was trying to work with him on the tuition, but the money wasn't there. He didn't even have enough money for the one-way plane ticket. And I didn't know what to do. We were not in a position to be able to accept you for no cost, let alone pay for something like a plane ticket. So I started making phone calls. And I called this individual because I knew he cared a lot about Jewish education. And he was the one that single-handedly 
paid for your tuition for four years of high school. You were not his child. You were not his relative. He didn't even know who you were, but he paid for your years in school as if you were his child and you grew as a Jew because of him. Steve cannot believe it. How come he never told me about it? He wanted this mitzvah to be anonymous. He wanted no one to know but Hashem. But the principle finishes off. But today, Hashem ensured that you would show up today to say thank you to this special man who in some ways is indeed your spiritual father. I love this story because so many times we don't get to see with our own eyes the effect of every single mitzvah. But I believe from the deepest places of my neshama that every single mitzvah that we do, whether we see, whether we do not, in our lifetimes, perhaps it's our children, maybe it's our grandchildren, but every mitzvah bears a fruit and every mitzvah brings blessings back to us as well as to the world. Similarly, God Almighty will orchestrate our steps to allow us to be in that place where we are needed to do a particular mitzvah or opportunity. And when those come our way, we should embrace it knowing this is our mitzvah and there can be so much more to the story than we can see with our eyes. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Sefatai tiftah 